Mississippi. It's Lakeshore Church. Good morning. It's good to see everyone this morning. Uh, I want to start out, of course, as we do on Sunday morning and, and share the latest update from the Fraser family on uh, Zane's condition. Uh, this is uh, from yesterday evening. Many of you are following those posts, but many of you uh, do not and uh, don't have Facebook, and, and that's okay. Sometimes I wish I didn't have it either. But uh, this morning, uh, I will share with you what Abby Kate and actually Jay uh, shared uh, last evening. Uh, hard to believe it has been two weeks today since the accident. We miss our Zane so much. But holding his hand today in his room, I am reassured that God is in control. When I got here to the hospital this morning, it has become a habit to immediately look at all the monitors. Zane's ventilator was 100%. His nurse for the day uh, let us know that he had had an episode last night where his oxygen dropped and they had to work with him for a while to get it back up. The doctors made their rounds, and soon after we got here and let us know Zane has an infection in his blood, most likely originated from the issue he has with his lungs. They have changed him uh, to a stronger antibiotic, and we pray this uh, is exactly what Zane needs to clear up the infection, and resolve the fevers he has been spiking. We came back this afternoon, and they had decreased his vent to 90%. He is maintaining his oxygen levels in the 90s, which is what we want to see. We've encouraged him and told him how many people are praying for him today. Coming off of good news the past couple of days, this kind of hurt to hear we were facing an infection and his vent settings were going back up. But we trust God that God is still in control and we praise him today like every other. Uh, that's the latest that we have uh, from the Fraser family uh, on Zane. Uh, at this time, I want us to, to go to the Lord in a word of prayer uh, this morning. So if you will bow your heads and uh, we'll go to the Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming to you with our needs and our desires uh, that you welcome us to the foot of your throne. We come in faith, Lord, asking that you will be with us this morning here. Uh, dear God, I ask that you would guide my words, that they would be yours, uh, and then they will bring honor and glory to you. Dear God, we lift up Zane, as we have been doing and we will continue to do, waiting for you, Lord, to move on him. We know that you have your arms around him. We thank you for that, Lord. We ask that you'll be with our pastor and his wife, Suzanne, Abby, Kate, and Mallory through this time. Give them strength. Lord, their faith uh, is ministering to us. 
So we thank you for all of these things, Lord. We pray that this morning's message will bring honor and glory to you because it is from you. Dear God, we ask that it would minister to us, that it would be a tool that we could use, that we would grow in your name and bring honor and glory to you. And it's in Christ's name we pray all of these things. Amen. Our sermon title this morning is Faith in Action. A very simple statement. We're all familiar with faith. We're familiar with action. Um, I want to expound a little bit, uh, widen out our sermon this morning, or our sermon title, Faith in Action, with the word faith first. Faith, there's some words that are synonymous with the word faith. Uh, belief, trust, and even love. They're synonymous with each other. They work together. They're interchangeable. I will even use different words this morning in this list that I just gave you. Uh, then we have the word action in our sermon title. There are some words that are synonymous with action that we find in Scripture and that apply to our sermon this morning. Uh, those words are works and obedience. So actions and works and obedience, those words are synonymous to one another. They're interchangeable. Sometimes one works better in a sentence than in another, but they, they have the same foundational meaning. So faith in action is our sermon title this morning. It will revolve around uh, the account of Abraham found in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, 1 through 14. I think we kind of settled on in the early service this morning. Um, but it has to do with faith, faith in action. I will tell you as believers, as the body of Christ, as individuals that have put our faith in Christ, and we have a relationship with the Father through Christ, we cannot have a personal relationship that God wants us to have with him without having faith in action. It's, it's going to show our relationship with, Lord, with the Lord through faith is going to manifest itself in action. God's called us to that, and that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Faith in action should be second nature to those of us who believe. I want to read you some scripture. I'm not ever going to tell you anything without backing up with scripture. Uh, this, these few scriptures come from the book of James. Uh, there's a lot to be said in the scripture about faith and works, faith and action, belief and obedience. <clears throat> I chose James because he didn't beat around the bush. He gets straight to it. He puts it just like it is. There's no, there's no, he doesn't leave you with any doubt, any wonder about it.
without works, and I will show thee my faith by works. James 2, 20, 23. But wilt thou, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son up at the altar? And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham, believeth God, and it was imputed him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. James 2.25, likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by her works when she received the things until we get to our scripture reading. <clears throat> Abraham, uh, in the beginning of the scripture I just gave you, he comes on the scene as in the lineage of Shem, uh, and then it goes on to tell us that uh, God and Abraham uh, have a relationship. They have uh, Abraham believes God. He trusts God. And through that, a relationship with God and communion with God uh, develops. Because of this faith that Abraham has in God, uh, over the years, God blesses Abraham. Uh, Abraham becomes a mighty man, a wealthy person. He has many cattle. He has vast amounts of land. He's got servants, uh, many of which are even capable of being soldiers in a time of, of battle. But, but God blesses Abraham mightily. He has everything that a man would want in that day, save one thing. Uh, Abraham goes to God with this desire. Through his seed. And of course, that gave Abraham what he wanted, what he had asked God for. It thrilled his heart, but it will speak to us so much when we read our key scripture this morning, which is Genesis 22, 1 through 12 plus. Uh, and I, the, one more thing before I get started. Uh, we are reading this, this scripture 
Our sermon title is Faith in Action. That's what this scripture is all about. Abraham's faith that he takes action, he trusts God, and he's obedient in his trust. But I also want you to look for something, and you'll find it throughout the Old Testament. Sometimes it's unto him Abraham and he said behold here I am and he said take now thy son and, and listen to this very closely listen to the he didn't just say take your son listen to the description listen to the reminder God gives Abraham who Isaac is and he said take now thy son Thy only son, and that means thy only son that has a covenant. Thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into a land uh, of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood, he chopped firewood, for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. I'll stop right there and just tell you the Mount Moriah where God is sending Abraham to sacrifice Isaac is actually a mountain range. Uh, mountain range of Jerusalem. It's really not mountains as we might think of. It's really a series of very tall hills. Uh, but I'll tell you this, that when they get to where they're going, and Isaac, the place where Isaac is to be sacrificed, it is believed, and Scripture says this, in places that you can see the hill that Christ was crucified on. Take him to a place of which God had told him. There on the third day, and I'm going to come back to that, there on the third day, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. He saw the mountain, the hill, where God had told him to go and sacrifice uh, his son Isaac. Here's another picture of Christ, and it also goes right along with our sermon this morning. It says, there on the third day. Remember that God has made a promise to Abraham that he's going to give him a son and, give a, and he's going to give that son a covenant, an everlasting covenant. And he's going to have children uh, even to this day, we know that out of that, uh, the song that we, we sang this morning, out of that has come the nature, nation of Israel, and even then 
the Savior of the world, Christ, will come out of this promise, the covenant that he's made with Abraham. But here is a, that picture of Christ on the third day. When, when God told Abraham, take your son Isaac and give him as a burnt offering, Abraham, in his obedience to God, without question, there's no indication, and I don't believe if you read about Abraham and, and you see his faith, that he never questioned that. He didn't back up for one moment. As a matter of fact, I think we can say it this way. When Abraham got up that morning and he loaded things up and he got his son and they traveled for three days, in Abraham's heart, Isaac was dead. He was dead because he knew that he was going to be obedient and do what God told him. That's a picture of Christ in itself. Christ was in the tomb for three days. But there's good news. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. There's Abraham's faith again. He, like I said, God has told him, go sacrifice your son as a burnt offering. But Abraham is remembering the promise that Isaac will be given a covenant, an everlasting covenant, and that his seed would go on and on. And he tells his servants, we're coming back. He's saying, I'm coming back, and Isaac's coming back with me. Abraham is acting on in obedience, but also in his faith and his trust in God, he knows God is going to work this out. He doesn't know exactly how. Uh, we, can, we can talk about some things that he might have thought about and we're fixing to. Uh, we have to remember that people back then, sometimes we think not, but they're exactly like we are. Different culture. But they have the same brain, the same mind. They ask the same questions. They ponder the same things that we would if we were in that situation. So the, Abraham says, we'll be back. So if he's considered Isaac dead, he's, he's being obedient to God. He's headed up to that mountain to sacrifice his son as a burnt offering to God but then he tells them, I'm, we're coming back. Then Abraham had to think something, that God was going to work this out. Uh, there is uh, one train of thought, and we'll read this and exactly what God does. Abraham may have thought, well, God will, will provide, and we'll hear, read this, uh, provide a lamb, a goat, another animal. But there's also a train of thought. That, God, that Abraham's had such faith that when he sacrificed his son Isaac, that God would raise him from the dead. That continues our picture uh, with, of Jesus. But I want to read a scripture that adds a little credence to, to what I just said. You'll find that in Hebrews 
chapter 11, verse 17. And again, if you'll make this note, uh, if you go back and study and read this, read the chapter uh, 11 in Hebrews. It, it is full of faith and action. It goes right along. I just can't read it all to you today. But I wanted to read you this. Keep in mind the sacrifice, the trust that Abraham has, that he's going to do what God told him to do, but God is also going to be faithful and do what he has told Abraham to do. And this is, this is what the author, Paul, of Hebrews has to say. Verse 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only son. Remember the promises. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. According to that, God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. So there is Paul saying the same thing we had, that Abraham's faith was so great that even though he was fixing to sacrifice his son, if that's what God had required and that's what God told him, that God would raise him from the dead. Another picture of Jesus that we find in this scripture. Verse 6 of Genesis 22. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it up for Isaac, his son, and took the fire. And that, that's another picture of Christ. He, Isaac takes the wood up the hill. Jesus took his cross up the hill to a point. Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both up together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? For a burnt offering. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. There again is Abraham's faith. He's not sure exactly how God's going to do this, but he knows he's going to do it. He's going to provide a lamb, whether it's Isaac or it's a substitute, but he's going to provide a lamb. And this is also a picture. And let me, let me, before I go any further, God has never called for human sacrifice. That is not in God's word to us. It is not a part of our religion at all. He didn't this time. He was proving Abraham. He provided an animal sacrifice. Um, Let me read that again. God will provide himself a lamb. Looking down the road, looking from that hill that Abraham and Isaac is on, are on, you can look over to the other hill and down through time, 
eventually that's exactly what God did. He provided his own lamb for us. Jesus died on the cross, the only one that could ever do that because he was pure and without sin of his own, he died for us. God will provide his own lamb. Those are words from Abraham to Isaac, but they're also words from God to us. God will provide his own lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together, and they came to a place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac. Binding Isaac would become a tradition in Israel. When they sacrificed, they would bound the sacrificial animal. Bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Abraham's going all the way, and he would have gone all the way, save this scripture. And the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou do anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld behind him a ram caught into a thicket by the horns. And a, bram uh, and a bramble went and, and, he and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up as a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham calling the name of the place Jehovah-Jireh, God will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. So we read in the scripture the faith of Abraham that is manifest itself in action. His love for God shows up in obedience to God. His belief in God is shown in his works. Folks, I want to bring it, bring it home. I want to bring it home to us where we're at. We are at Lakeshore Church as a family, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are and have been for the last 10 days. We are in a heightened state of spirituality. I know we are. I feel it. I see it in you. I've heard it from you. You've shared things with me. And it's because we've come closer. We're praying more. We're reading our scripture more. We're gathering together in small groups more, we, such as the Bible reading or the, the prayer vigil that we had the other night, the, the blood drives. But we're coming together, united, like God has always wanted us to be. 
We're, we're growing because we're growing closer and we're moving closer to God in this time that we're in, in this tragedy we're facing as a church and the tragedy that our pastor and his family are facing. It has brought us together and it's brought us closer to God because we're reaching out to God. That's the way it always works. When we seek him, he'll come to us. And it's very evident. And I say that because, like I said, I feel it, but I've heard it from you. And I want to share some things with you that were shared with me. And many of you have shared some things with me in the last 10 days. So if, if I have not asked your permission to share what you shared with me, then don't get nervous because I'm not fixing to share what you shared with me. Uh, I've talked to these folks. First, last week, last weekend, uh, there were a group of men. We were doing a work project, and we, I walked outside to take a break, and, and Steve Shearer was in that group. And Steve and I have known each other in this church for 30 years. We're, we're close, and we do things uh, outside the church. And uh, Steve followed me out. And we were leaning up against the bed of my truck, as guys do, just talking. And, and Steve said, Bo, I want to share something with you that happened to me. I said, okay. Um, he said, I, I've been praying for Zane. He said, I've been praying for Zane a lot. When Steve Shearer, I've known him, like I said, for a long time. When Steve Shearer says a lot, he means a lot. He said, I've been praying for him a lot. And he said, the other night I was praying for Zane. And he said, it just hit me. I'm praying the same thing over and over and over. And he said, that's okay. But he said, it just came over me. I, I, I need to do something different. And he said, so I, I just stopped. And he said, Steve said, I asked the Lord, Lord, Show me what to pray. Show me how to pray for Zane. And, he, and Steve said instantly, when he said that, God laid something on his heart. God laid it on his heart. He said, pray as if you are Zane. Steve said it, it really took him by surprise. He, he said he had never thought about that before. He didn't even know how to do that. He said, I didn't even know you could pray like that. But he said, he said, Bo, God told me that. And he said, in faith, I started. I said, okay, Lord. And he started praying as if he were Zane. And he said, Bo, it was amazing. It was amazing the things that came out of my mouth or out of my heart. He said it was wonderful. He said, I've never prayed like that before. I've never prayed like that since. Uh, personally, I don't understand it to this day. I've even <laughs> tried it, and I don't know how, but God didn't speak to me. He spoke to Steve. Steve Shearer stepped out in faith on what God told him, and he took it to action in prayer and prayed like God told him to pray. And I promise you it made a difference with Zane. I don't have any doubt at all. God wouldn't have told him if it didn't make a difference. 
This is another. That same weekend, this was on Friday, uh, we had the work team there, and I called Travis Morgan late Friday afternoon uh, to talk about the next day, which is Saturday. I didn't call Travis to see if he was coming. I'd already talked to him. I called Travis to see what time he uh, was going to come. I already knew he was coming. But what time in the morning are you coming, Travis, is what I said on the phone. And there was a little bit of silence, and he said, Bo, I, I can't come. I, I said, okay. He said, uh, he said, Bo, i got to tell you something. He said, all week, all last week, God has been laying something on my heart that I have to do. He's been telling me something that I need to do. He said, it hasn't left me. It's been with me all day, every day at work. It's been with me at night. When I tried to sleep, it would keep me up at night. And he said, here it is, Bo, Friday afternoon, and I am just got off of work. And he said, I got to go. He said, I'm going to get in my truck. And, it, and what God had told him to do was going to take him six and a half hours to get there. And Travis told me, he said, Bo, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do when I get there. He, he said, I, I'm going to take my Bible. And when I get there, I'm just going to pray and read my Bible. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I know I'm supposed to go. And I said, Travis, if God's telling you to go, then that's what you need to do. And you don't have to worry about what happens when you get there. God's already got that. Sunday afternoon, Travis called me. That next Sunday afternoon, three days, more or less. And he said, uh, he said well... He said, I'm, uh, I'm leaving. I'm headed home. I came. And I said, well, how was it? He said, oh, boy. <laughs> he said, you can't imagine. He said, I couldn't imagine. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. But he said, from the time I got here until right now when I'm going down this exit ramp talking to you, he said, I know I did exactly what God told me to do that God had already worked out what I was going to do when I got there. And he said, God's been here all weekend. He said, I'm on my way home. I said, that's great, Travis. I, I knew God wasn't going to tell you something if he wasn't going to be with you. I said, but Travis, I've got a question. I said, I already know the answer, but I've got a question. I just want confirmation from you. You said that God had been speaking to you all week, during the day, at night, I said, Travis, when God was speaking to you and he was laying on your heart what you were supposed to do, I said, Travis, the enemy was there, wasn't he? I said, Travis, Satan was telling you how silly you are and how useless what you were doing. It was not going to do any good. And who in the world do you think you are, Travis Morgan? And, and that's as far as I got. And he interrupted me and he said, Bo, you wouldn't believe. He said, I've never experienced spiritual warfare until last week. He said, I don't even know how to explain it. I said, I know, Travis. That's why I ask you. When God lays something on your heart, Satan is going to try to talk you out of it. He's going to try to convince you that that wasn't God. That's a waste of time. Don't you believe him, church?
When God tells you something, when he lays something on your heart, you do like Abraham and Steve and Travis, and you step out in faith, even if you don't understand it, even if you don't know what you're supposed to do, you step out in faith and obedience, faith and action, and God will always follow through. Another one. Monday, I was up here. It was a holiday. Nobody was here but me. It was quite pleasant. <laughs> Sorry, Glenn, the rest, but it was. Although I was, I was preparing for this sermon, and, and I was in my office, and, and, and God was there. The Holy Spirit was there, and we were making progress. And, and the phone would ring occasionally, and, of course, the doorbell rang. The UPS man came, things like that. Well, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the doorbell rang, the church office. I got up, and I went, and when I got around the corner, there was a church member, uh, one of the sweetest little ladies in our church. We have been, become very close over the years, uh, the last few years, and I, I want to tell you, there are a lot of sweet ladies in our church, so if, if I'm not fixing to call your name, you're still sweet ladies to me, but it was Miss Bobby Hampton. You know, Miss Bobby Hampton, she sits over here, the early service. Just a, she's small of stature, very humble lady. I let her in. She said, Pastor Bo, she said, I, I, I've been praying. I've been praying for Zane. I've been praying and praying. And she said, God just laid it on my heart that I needed to do something else. And, 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 and she said, I, I didn't know what he wanted. And she said, I just prayed about it. And, and, and God laid it on my heart to do a scrapbook. And when she said that, she, she held up just a little spiral notebook, like you would get at Walmart, a couple of dollars. And she said, I, I've made this scrapbook. And she said, Pastor Bo, it's not much. She said, it's 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 really all I can do. But she said, it's from my heart. Money can't buy that. I, I said, Miss Bobby, if God told you to do this, God will use this. Did Travis Morgan have a, in our eyes and the worldly view, a bigger job to do, drive 12-hour round trip, spend a whole weekend? Yes, that was a lot. He stepped out in obedience. Miss Bobby made a little scrapbook. Let me ask you a question. Did God see what Travis did greater and what Miss Bobby did? No. No. All God saw and all those that I just said, he saw his children acting by faith and action. That's what he calls us. One last thing, and I'm going to close, and we'll have a, a love offering. I, too, have been praying for Zane. You all have. We all have. We've talked about that. It's God is working among us. But one night, I had one night that 
I prayed specifically for Zane's healing. I took it to God. I believed it. I prayed for his healing uh, in faith. Didn't doubt it. Believed it. And that's what we're supposed to do. But I woke up the next day, and Zane was still in the hospital on a ventilator. He was right where he was when I was praying for him. No, no real change. And I will be honest with you. And, and I'm not the only one because I've, I've heard this from you too. I, I asked God, not, not, I did it in a humble way. Just inquisitive. I said, Lord, why, why are we having to wait to see you heal Zane? There was no answer. Wasn't an answer. I went on, finished my day, finished my week. Monday night, when we were here in a prayer vigil, and I promise you the Holy Spirit was here Monday night. If you know that, you experienced it. People were coming to the podium and praying. I was sitting on that second row there with my wife, had my head down most of the time, and was praying and praying in, in agreement with those that were coming to the podium and praying. And I don't know who it was. I had my head down, as I said, and I was praying, and I was listening to those praying. But someone came to this podium, and they said the same thing. They said, God, why are we having to wait for you to heal Zane? And when that person said that, God spoke to me, to my heart, and he said, I'm not waiting to heal Zane. Speaking to me, this is personal. Maybe he spoke to you. Maybe this will speak to you. But he said, well, I'm not, I'm not waiting to heal Zane. I'm waiting for you to grow. I'm not waiting to heal Zane. I'm waiting to, for you to grow. Church, it's happening. Don't stop now. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading scripture. Don't stop crying out to God. Hang in there. Don't grow weary. Be obedient to God. Step out in faith. Take action when he tells you, even though you don't understand it. Even though you don't know how and when he's going to work it out. But whatever he does, we're going to praise his name. We're going to give him glory and honor and trust him all of our days. If the ushers would come at this time, we're going to take up a love offering for the Frazier family. If you are going to write a check, if you'll write it out to Lakeshore Church, in the memo you can put benevolence or J. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's going to get there. We're taking up a separate offering for that reason. Also, if you're watching on Facebook this morning or this, you're here this morning, you're not able or it's not the time for you to write a check or give, you can go to our Lakeshore app, Lakeshore CMC. They've got it on the screen right there. LakeshoreCMC.org. Click on that. Go down to where it says give in big white letters. Click on give uh, and it will walk you through the steps. You, it will ask you a choice. Click benevolence and give through push pay. 
uh, you can do that. You can also bring a check next week by the office, mail it, whatever it works for you uh, to support our pastor and his family. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, our Heavenly Father, our Creator, our God, we thank you for the privilege of coming to you with our needs and our concerns and our desires, Lord. Father, we thank you for the blessings that you have laid upon each of us. Dear God, we're fixing to give back like you've told us to, we're, we're going to love our neighbor who happens to be our pastor. We're going to love our brother in Christ, Jay, our pastor, and his son, Zane, and Suzanne, his wife, Abby Kate, and Mallory. Dear God, we want to love on them. And dear God, we continue to lift them up in prayer and ask that your will be done, that you heal Zane that you minister and comfort the family. And dear God, we ask that you would comfort us. Uh, we are a family. And we are in need of your sovereign hand. But dear God, we thank you in advance of what you're going to do. We'll give you all praise, honor, and glory. And it's in Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Thank you. Have a good week and uh, you're dismissed.